Welcome to this episode of Expressions, the podcast. This is episode 31, and it's just the hosts tonight because we're talking about something really fun, musical expression. Musical expression, I don't know if that's the right thing to call it because really it's about how we interpret music. I mean, you could, what we you like. could technically call it that, yeah. What we like guess, and what we don't like, you know? Yeah, it's like an expression of the self, like what kind of what kind of shit you're into, I guess, you know? Yeah. Well, this is going to be a fun show, I think. First of all, because I haven't seen these guys for a while. And <clears> I don't know if uh, people watching are going to tell because we're going to be releasing these week after week. But yeah, uh, there's been weeks bef- between our episodes. And, uh, you know, catching up is always fun. So why don't we do that first? Mark, how have you been this week? I've been great. I've been great. It's uh, it's been a lot of fun up here in, in Thunder Bay. The weather's been nice. I've been able to drive uh, both Transams this week. So uh, of course, Ooh. one of them I drove from the mechanic to home, and then the other one I drove to the mechanic from home, um, just for some maintenance and whatnot. But is uh, that like the standard thing with those kinds of cars? Yeah. Well, they're old. They're they're old. Like I made some changes to my Transam, which is an '88, and. You know, I mean, when they take one thing apart, it broke another one because it's old, kind of like me, right? It's old and plastic and <laughs> shit breaks, right? What are you going to do? You're not old, oh, Mark. But, Get over uh, it. You're not old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, well, one guy on the customer comment. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> but, uh, no, I digress. It's uh, it's one that's just sort of a given for a car a car of its vintage that stuff is going to break, especially when it's plastic and uh, but whatnot. Makes sense. Yeah, but when I, when I brought it home... Um, I didn't, I didn't put it in the garage right away. I'd left it out in the driveway and put it back the next day. And when I started it up to go put it in the garage, I, I started up and I'm sitting there with it running and I went, ah, heck with it. I don't need to be early to work. And I went for a, went for a cruise around the city and, uh, I got to work on time, but I was intending to be early. Didn't happen. Cause I went for yeah. a drive. That's the problem with having a fun car to drive. Yeah. I went out. I just right? want to be out in the car. Yeah. And Sean's it. nodding his head. Yep. Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Even if you don't have a fun car, sometimes it's nice to just go out for a drive and like yeah. listen to music. That's a that's a that's, big one. For and me. I'll tell you that's <laughs> exactly what I did. I have satellite radio uh, in one of them and a CD player in the other because it's old. And I just turn up the tunes and away I go. I was gonna say I thought Mark was gonna say I have like the eight track and like a poison cassette that I just <laughs> pop in from time to time. <laughs> so speaking of that, excuse me, poison CD. Thank you. <laughs> Elton John maybe on eight track. All right. <laughs> Eagles. Well, yes. speaking of that, actually, yes. Andrew uh, has a two thousand no no a nineteen ninety three Jetta TDI um, yeah. that he drives around, and if you ever see it, it's the multicolored one. The back is silver, the front is black, the doors are red. Like it was initially black, but. It's just multicolored vehicle. Um, and in that car, he just has the tape and the radio. Um, mm-hmm. So we ended up finding this thing online, which I thought was pretty cool. It's like this. It's the form factor of a tape, but you can actually Bluetooth your phone through uh, what? the tape. Uh, Bluetooth now. Uh, have that it's Bluetooth. Yeah, so it's what? just like, yeah. It's yeah, just like you, a tape yeah. um, thing that turns it into Bluetooth. That's so that's cool. kind of interesting. That's when, when, awesome. When, Brian and I were young, and there was <laughs> tape decks in cars, and CDs started coming out. What they did was they sold that unit with a headphone cable on it, and you plugged it into your Walkman. 
Yeah, that's discipline. like my career. So like 1999 yeah. melatonin adapter. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and those of us who just had to have music but couldn't afford a stereo when it blew up, I had. A, I went through a time where I had a ghetto blast or a boombox in in front of my in the middle of it. <laughs> in the seat right and you're just swapping that was a, an adventure swapping tapes at you know north of the speed limit on the highway <laughs> <laughs> yes and just so everybody knows i'm still here it's just uh my camera overheated again on it. Just yeah <laughs> give it a good blow yeah, yeah, well, they want me to blow up for Ryan, you don't have to have your camera for the the show, or if you want, you can even just like turn on a webcam. Like, I'm, I'm sure people webcam. are, yeah, or like people don't want to see me anyway, so I'll just talk. <laughs> no, it'll, it'll, it'll Ryan, be on. Come on, we want to see the <laughs> majesty, we want to see the majesty that is. Yeah, I know oh, you yeah, like yikes. the fancy camera and everything, <laughs> but you just flip on the webcam. I've done it before. What yeah, was it when I was at a conference? I use my webcam. On that I don't computer. know where my webcam is. You don't have one on your computer. I have a Mac Mini. Mini. So mini oh, Mac. It doesn't have one. No, ma'am. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Mini me. All right. Well, oh, let's wow. not even worry about that. That's right. that's uh, that's not a big deal. So, yeah. So we're gonna talk about music, Sean. We're gonna talk about cars, and we haven't said hi to you yet. So, <laughs> how's Lucille doing? How are, how are you doing? Good man. Uh, I just got a. Oh, I got very lucky. I I know someone who was able to make me a new banner for my car, um, because the uh, the group that I was in, Shake and Bake. I was. I don't know. We haven't really been doing much this summer, so it was like I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna casually remove myself from the from the group. So I just uh, I wanted to come up with something different, and I came up with uh, slow but satisfied. It was that, or was some quote from Star Wars, but. I think the quote from Star Wars would have been too long. <laughs> you could have just put "This is the way" and been done with it. That's true. I was I was leaning towards like between slow and slow but satisfied and uh, Red Five standing by. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, I, I thought, thought they never tell me the odds. I thought you were going to say this is not the drone for you and do the hand. <laughs> where's Where's my R two unit? <laughs> Who's scruffy looking? You know, <laughs> the Toyota X Wing. There's so many quotes you could have. Yeah, I think it's good because I mean, the car's like slow, but like you know, it's not meant to be quick. At least I, I don't think yeah. so. Like, I you know, all that horsepower, where the hell am I going to go with it? Right? So, I might yeah, right. just go A to B, and at least the car looks good. So, fuck yeah. it, right? Yeah, and, and you have fun driving it, right? So, that's oh, that's absolutely. All, that, all that counts, right? You just just go, just drive it. Well, oh, we were yeah, talking no. about that with you, Mark. I mean, even me just today, um, earlier, it's my day off today. So I went for a little drive around in my old beater. And uh, I don't care if it's got rusted out quarter panels and, and uh, <laughs> rocker panels, whatever they're called. And, you know, it's like I literally put my hand up through there. I don't care. <laughs> I love driving. The car. So, okay. so you wave at your public. You just put it out the side. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The car might turn a little bit, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a rudder. <laughs> <laughs> no, that piece fell off already. <laughs> That's how I just turn left and right. I'm gonna turn left. <laughs> she goes straight now. That's all. Whereas my mother likes to say, "Go gaily forward." That's yeah. <laughs> she doesn't like to say going straight. Nice. But that's another show we can talk about that. Um, <laughs> Aurora, how have you been? Not like you've been doing anything special this past week. Yeah. I am on vacation. <laughs> Look how happy you are uh, in your hair. Look how good you look. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I 
like the new hair. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm um, acting like you can see me right now. I'm like, bringing my hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm on vacation. Uh, I started my vacation last Saturday. Um, it was a wedding. Um, actually, I had to be at. Um, I was pretty excited about that. Uh, one of our close friends, actually from kind of like the car community, um, both of them were getting married, and it was really exciting. So we went to the wedding, and then I had a day to like prep and get ready. Uh, and then I went to Nashville with uh, one of my closest friends, one of my best friends, uh, Elisa. She was actually on episode I think fourteen um, season one. Um, and, uh, we went to Nashville together, uh, and it was so much fun. I highly recommend going to Nashville. Um, I'm not a country music fan at all. Uh, I don't think think any of us are. (laughs) (laughs) I, I really don't like Southern accents. Um, like just like the way the the Southern, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) there's something about that that really annoys me. Um, I don't know what it is. Uh, but it's it's always been that way. I'm not I'm not a southern accent it person. Sounds stupid. I know a lot of people love it. It um, sounds uneducated, I, and, and, I, and that, I'm not trying to say anything rude or mean because to be honest with you, the majority of our viewers are from the United States. And Jeff, Jeff Foxworthy nailed it, right? <laughs> That's true. Go for you it. Never want to, you never want to hear a brain surgeon say, "All right, what we're gonna do here? We're gonna cut." <laughs> your hand off and you don't want to hear that from a brain surgeon right but it's that's a, and that's jeff foxworthy not me we'll hashtag him down below uh, maybe we should tag him in it but uh it's very interesting it's just like a preference of mine I'm just not a big fan of it so when i was there uh actually before i was there like everybody was joking like andrew knows i'm not a country music fan he actually likes some country music uh, he likes country music it's not his i guess his favorite kind of music but he likes yeah. He has it in his playlist. Um, and Elisa loves country music. A bunch of my friends love country music. And then some of us just like also don't like it at all, just like me. Um, and uh, a lot of people were just like taking bets of like how quickly I would lose my patience <laughs> when we got to Nashville. Um, there were definitely some reaction videos that were sent to people for sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, all in all, it was a really great trip. Like, um, even though I was in the country music, like, capital of the world, basically, um, it wasn't all country music, for sure. No. Um, they call it Music City for a reason, because um, it's just like literally everywhere you go, any site that you would see there's some relation to music in regards to that and um uh it was just such a cool experience being there um on our first night we went and uh first day we went and went to like a little cafe we got all dressed up like very girly and stuff like that it was really nice and then after that we decided uh, to take a walk down broadway and walking down broadway was like unlike anything i've ever seen before um or heard before we're walking down the street and there's like something like around 60 bars open Holy shit! and not not to mention it was a monday night and each one of these bars were packed with people tons of people um and there are people walking along the sidewalk they're just listening to the bar like what's going on in the bars and you know what's happening and that kind of thing and um 
me and my friend were just we just decided hey you know what we're just gonna walk up and down broadway see what it's like so we're walking by each one of these bars um and then we didn't go all the way down broadway but we got pretty far and then came back but the thing in my head that it, it just it just seemed like like walking if walking down a street was like scanning for radio stations on a radio that is what broadway is like wow you're like just walking by these bars these live musicians are playing and one's rock one's jazz one's blue bluegrass one's country one's pop and you're just like listening to each one of these bands and as soon as you walk just out of out of um distance of the next bar you're into the sound of the next one that's playing and it's for some reason it's not clashing with each other <laughs> i mean if you were standing at a distance from it like in the middle of the street it might sound like noise but as you're walking on on um the sidewalk it's it's not uh, so it's super huh. interesting hmm. um and uh of course we had to end the stop at a, a restaurant that we wanted to go to and my friend's favorite country music artist is Luke Bryan, and he, of course, has his own restaurant in country music capital of the world. So we went there, uh, and it was good. I mean, there was a lot of country music for sure. Um, <laughs> the kind of country music that bothers me the most is like the really twangy ones, um, like really, really, I don't know how to explain it. There wasn't a whole lot of that, so I was... I was pretty good, um, but it was it was cool. Like it was a multi-level restaurant, um, so we didn't stay on the first level because there was lots of people just like partying and having a good time on the first level. The second level was like quieter, where people were enjoying dinner and stuff like that. So we got a view so that we could see the band playing and eat some dinner, and uh, it was pretty good. Um, all in all, it, it was a great time, and there was a lot about Elvis there. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, so that was cool. We went on a couple tours that mentioned Elvis. I got to actually put my hands on Elvis's favorite piano, which is an RCA Studio B, and stand where he stood in the recording studio uh, every time he recorded a, a song in that studio, and uh, just learn a lot about you know his history uh, and uh, his uh, collaboration. Actually, a couple times with Dolly Parton. And uh, yeah, it was just a lot of a lot of music all around. So, oh shit, my dad would have been real jealous of you. <laughs> <laughs> I I was like I wasn't expecting there to be that much Elvis, but there was a lot about Elvis, and I am quite happy about it. I mean, we had an ep episode with uh, Elvis impersonator, um, mm. or former Elvis impersonator. And um, I like, you know, talked about the fact that I really love like old, old rock and roll, um, like, like classic rock and roll. And um, that's a, a side of music that maybe not so many people are super interested. It's considered kind of like old oldies or whatever. Um, but I, I like it a lot. So having the Elvis aspects in each one of like the tours and things that we did, it was, it was quite cool. Quite cool to see. Awesome. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. I was, I was looking at a great trip, and I saw I saw some of the pictures you posted. That was uh, oh yeah, <laughs> some great some great photo opportunities there as well. So definitely, it was very much a music and photo trip. So perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just 
capitalized a lot of the, uh, just like took a lot of the time there. Sorry, guys. Yeah. No, no, that's that's fine. No worries. Yeah. I, was just, I was thinking right at the end there. I, I, I think it's no big secret that none of the four of us really uh, care for country music at all. But when you start talking about Elvis, there, there's no denying the impact that Elvis had on on music as it is today, and probably what a lot of us listen to. Like I'm, I'm a big. I love rock and roll. I love heavy metal. Uh, I love hair metal. All that, all that stuff. And there's the influence is all there. Yeah. Um, and if it wasn't for uh, artists like Elvis, the Beatles, uh, I mean, they, they influenced the Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, they influenced all of them. And if, if it, that hadn't been there, what would have influenced them and, and, and had the, the what music we'll be listening to today, if they hadn't have been those groundbreaking acts that they were. The that time. is yeah. such an interesting <clears throat> idea. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have seen the movie yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, if, for anybody listening or anybody here, I don't know if you saw it, Sean. Um, it's a very interesting concept where uh, this guy wakes up in a world where the Beatles never yeah. existed. Oh yeah, I heard about that. I'm, yeah. Don't don't hate me, and I'm probably gonna get canceled for saying this, but I'm I fucking hate the Beatles. I think they're garbage. Well, <laughs> I'm so I'm so on the I'm on the left field. I will die on that hill. Trust me. Well, <laughs> and, and and I'm I'm I don't hate the Beatles. Um, I don't dislike them, but you would never catch me going, "Hey, you know what I want to do? Hand me Sergeant Pepper's. I'm going to put that on." You're yeah. never, <laughs> never going to happen in my house. But or at least not. But my wife might. I, I will not do that. But then you're also not going to get me. I'm, I'm never. I'm not the guy that's going to go, "Hey, hand me that Pink Floyd album. I'm going to put that on." It's not going to happen. I won't turn it off if it's on the radio, but well, that's not true. I might. I might decide that I want to listen to something different and change so, stations. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of this conversation. We've, we've had a great yes. conversation so far. And the, the intent from my side of the counter here uh, for why we wanted to do this topic was actually inspired by Sean and John from Planet yeah. Pointless. Oh, God, and, no. Oh, God, yes. And it was from your episode, uh, the last episode that you guys did, your overrated and underrated segment. Uh, and I highly recommend people go listen to the Planet Pointless podcast because it's it's great stuff. And listening to it inspires me. And I know they probably don't believe me, but it truly inspires me. And <laughs> a big reason why I wanted Sean and John to be on this podcast is because of differing views. And I, I really appreciate uh, for when Sean steps up and says, I hate the Beatles. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. At and all. and that was that was the good portion of that episode too. If 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 anybody who like if, if any of you guys listening to this is are gonna you know track back and and check out that specific episode, um, we John and I have a very specific taste in music. Now, again, when it comes to like country music, like I, I again I will die on the hill that I don't like it. It's not it's not for me. I've had so many people uh, play it for me, and it just it doesn't get any better. Like I just I can't do it. John, however, is kind of slowly getting into it here and there he's like it's not like all bad so well it's not um, that is true yeah and, and again like, music is like um any any art is subjective you know what i mean so mm -hmm. it's it's hard to kind of differentiate what is good and what is bad right like if i'm listening to a dude make danger music which again another episode we talked about danger music it's just people screaming at the top of their lungs and apparently this is 
audibly good for people to just funnel into their ears, which is garbage to me, but whatever it is, what it is, right. Art is mm-hmm. subjective. So I don't know it to, to, for us to just kind of like go on about bullshit and just kind of, you know, just give our opinions about how much we hate certain, certain bands and certain genres or whatever. And we kind of decide what's overrated and underrated. It's, you know, it just, it just leaves room for people to just kind of like open their minds and, Hey, maybe I should listen to that band or, you know, maybe I should, maybe I should stay away from them or, you know, kind of shit like that. So we're not like just throwing our opinions out at people, which is what we normally do, <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, sometimes people will, you know, pick up the fork and nibble on it. Right. So fuck it. Totally. Absolutely. Sure. And I do. Cause I want to know more. <laughs> I want to know more music. I yeah. I'm a music guy. Uh, I played the drums. I'm all about, I'm pretty much 24 seven listening to something. Yeah. And sadly, 90% of what I listen to is the same stuff I've listened to since I was 14 or 15, you know, yeah. like same um, here. one of the things I teach when I teach photography is how photography is so different for each person that wants to be involved in it. It means something different for everybody. And the reason for that is because of the way you're raised and who raises you and what influences hit you during your lifetime. And like certain photos I like because I saw them when I was young with my mom and that made me feel a certain way. And you know where I'm going with that, right? Like, yeah. And music's the same way. Like I've been around a little bit while longer than both you, Sean and Aurora. Uh, Mark and I are close to the same age. And you're, 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 you're a, I think you're a couple of months older than I am. I, I might be a month <laughs> and a day. Maybe, maybe a year and a half. Or maybe, maybe a minute. And we're not minute. identical twins, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> point being, um, my introduction to music was, in, was was at a different time. Like, for example, I remember listening to um, like when I was a young kid, my brother and sister, older brother and sister, were listening to Sean Cassidy and um, Andy Gibb and the Bee Gees and that kind of era. And if you don't know who these guys are, well, you know the Bee Gees, but Andy Gibb was one of their brothers and he had his own solo career, died young. Um, and Sean Cassidy, his career died, but he's still out there somewhere. Anyway, um, I'm listening to this music and I'm like, yeah, this is kind of cool. And all of a sudden I hear like Cool in the Gang and I'm like, wow celebrate is such a cool tune or i hear pat benatar um heartbreaker and it's like wow this is so freaking awesome the woman playing guitar she sounds just awesome and, and raw and all of a sudden i hear toto playing rosanna and I'm like, oh this is a whole different level of of music and i'm hearing all these different sounds and the generation that i'm being introduced to these songs is when all this other crap was out that I didn't like beforehand, all the older music that I didn't like beforehand. And then this new f- sound comes in and it's, you remember the smell, you remember this, everything going on around you from that first time you hear that song. So you, for example, Sean may listen to Toto Rosanna today and think, eh, eh, you know, whatever. It's not the worst too, but it's I mean, the, there's, it, there's, there's better Toto songs out there. They're perfect. <laughs> That's a great answer. That's a great answer. <laughs> point being when you hear that song for the first time, it impacts you differently, right? Yeah. Compared to whatever else is out there at the time. So rush for me was that band that taught me um, how you're introduced to something means everything. The first time I was introduced to rush was I was living in Mississauga, might've been 12, 13 years old. And um, my neighbor across the street had a bunch of rush albums uh, and his Claritone radio you know you lift the top up there's a record player and 
speakers on the front. Most people use them for TVs for a long time on top of them, and then they just now they're all gone. Anyway, um, he had these Rush albums, and they had like the star on the front, moving pictures. You know, they had uh, exit stage left and signals, and all these all these um, crazy album covers that I thought were satanic. I don't know why they're not. But in my brain, as this little 12, 13-year-old kid, I'm seeing these as like some sort of satanic thing. Like, why would I want to listen to this stuff? I never put an album in. I never listened to it. I just saw the cover and was turned off of it completely. It wasn't until I was living in Vermont, maybe 16 years old, 15 years old, a few years later, that my buddy Jeremy was just listening to some drum music because he's a drummer and I wanted to play the drums. And I'm listening to, you know, YYZ, La Villa Strangiato. And free will and all of these rush songs that are just like, are you kidding me? This is this is what music can be, and this is only three people. Unbelievable. Forget about the fact that Getty Lee sounds absolutely disgusting, and I can't stand it. <laughs> but the music is great, and the writing was great, and I fell in love. Fast forward, I'm my buddy Bill Howlett, I'm working selling car audio, starts telling me about this band called Tool, and I'm like. Phew, Name like tool, nah, not interested. They're just a bunch of tools, not interested in it. And I totally discounted it for years. Fast forward again, I've listened to, I'm playing a video game, um, Unreal Tournament on my 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 uh, computer. And I hear Sober playing in one of these rooms when I'm walking around sniping people. And I'm like, oh, that's a cool tune. And then I hear 46 and 2. And then I see the video for 46 and 2, which is basically just words on a screen and they're the words to the song. And uh, I was just mesmerized. And I heard these kids play it as a cover mesmerized even more. Um, and it just hit me. And then I fell in love with tool and I never stopped listening to this day. Every minute, every day I've got tool playing at least once during the day. And then I saw planet pointless episode. Oh God. <laughs> oh no. And I was I where this was going. I was I was marveled. <coughs> I was flabbergasted. I was beside myself. I was wondering, okay. am I the fool? Am I the idiot? How can I how can I be thinking all this time that I was above average intelligence for listening to a band like Tool? How could I be thinking all this time that musically I was a smarter person because I was listening to this band called Tool? And I could tell I'm smarter because they play music. Like people can't understand the music. They they use math for their music yeah. <laughs> and all this stuff that I'm so impressed with. And then I hear the podcast and <laughs> and John just goes off. Fuck Tool. I yeah. fucking hate Tool. I know he listens to Tool is a fucking idiot. I, I don't know if he said he, exactly think, that. I think but he specifically, <laughs> he's he specifically stated too that you were going to be very upset and you were going to mention oh, something that he said. That. But I'm not upset. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually extremely happy. And and the reason for that is because it goes right back to the reason why I invited you guys on this podcast, why I like doing the podcast, podcast with different people and from different backgrounds, because I love to learn. Yeah. I want to know, what is it about the human psyche that can make one person, me in this case, think that this is God's gift to music and then have another person, and I'm, you know, John, fine, um, who actually completely disagrees and he has a, an opinion based on his life experience and it's not a wrong opinion. And I was really hoping he'd be here because I really wanted to know 
why is it or how is it? And maybe we can just discuss it. But how is it that one person can feel one way about music and another person can feel another way? Completely opposite sides of the spectrum. Equally right. And this happens in bands, too. Like, no. did you did you guys hear about, like, the background of radio Radiohead, the song Creep? No. Multiple people in the band like the song. But I think it was a lead guitarist did not like the song Creep. He hated it. Um, and when they were in recording, he decided he was just going to trash the recording for it. And, you know, that iconic, like, guitar that just, you know, it's 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 the creep um, it's kind of like off-putting like it's it's almost like it's like off tempo and like off beat sort of kind of yes yeah, so actually... he did that on purpose to wreck the recording of the song and that became the song huh yeah um so i think that's just super interesting like it everybody has their own opinion of like what the what the song is going to be like and how successful that song is going to be or how much they love the song. And that can even happen in groups of bands of people who are together making music together and they have a disagreement on, on the song as well. And that can actually make really, you know, interesting music. For sure. I'd like to know more about the, the backgrounds and how albums are written and so on. Um, uh, just to keep on tool for a quick second, the way they yeah. do their music is, uh, Danny Carey, the drummer, the bass player, and the guitar player get together and write the music. And then Maynard comes in and adds the lyrics after the fact. And um, I don't know if you've heard their kind of music, but the feel and the sound of the song and the words have so much uh, connection. You know what I mean? Like as the music is coming, the, the words are filling in those gaps. Like um, 46 and 2 is all about coming to a higher consciousness, looking at your shadow, which some people say your shadow is all your um, dark energies and the things that you don't want to bring to the surface, like the things about yourself that you don't want to really show the world, um, whether it's good or bad things, they're your things. They're those things that you keep in your shadow. Um, 46 and two is about looking at your shadow and um, accepting and, and, and realizing those bad things and good things about yourself. And then, turning that into your, your next self, you're coming out of your shadow and becoming, you know, who you're supposed to be. Um, and when you hear those words and you hear the music and you're like, how did they, you don't know how people can put that together. It's just some sort of magic that, you know, a band can, can do that. And the whole math thing. Yeah. It's another one of those things that they're saying, look what I can do. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, what was that guy? Stuart. Hey, look what I can do. <laughs> I, 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 could, I could write this crazy song with math. Hey, look what I could do. That's probably what they were doing. But still, that being said, there's so many interesting stories about how bands wrote their music and what worked and what didn't work. But what I want to talk about mainly is ourselves. Yeah. What connects with us? Why does it connect with us? What in your life history made you love that song for that moment? And if you guys are cool with that, I don't know if you have anything to add to what I was talking about so far but if you guys are cool with that i want to kind of migrate this conversation to about us and what we like and what the reasons why we like it and that might pin or a viewer may listen to this back and say you know what yeah i mean i did listen to this song back in the day i hated it and i should give this another shot or i should really open my mind up to this kind of music more because he had a really good point about why it connected with him or whatever so does that sound cool sounds cool i just i just want to add math piece that you were talking about it's it's all a formula right when you're when you're writing a song i mean there's 
there's a formula to it and and um producers and uh, promoters have used it forever and there's there's depending on the genre of music that you're going for and the audience that you're going for there is there's definitely a formula to making a successful song and and they use that formula and and whether it be a combination of of a beat of a of a, a type of lyric or a, an upbeat lyric or downbeat lyric all of these things they use them in conjunction with one another to hit their target audience uh, especially like when you look at a lot of bands like a lot of rock bands that i liked um back in the day they were a bunch of guys that got together they jammed in in dad's garage and then they they sort of came out of the garage and and were were signed somewhere some of them were put together bands by uh, a record promoter goes okay you guys are great drummer sucks drummer's got to go we're going to put this guy in and you're going to have a successful band and they do that and then there's there's uh when you talk about boy bands and stuff like your in sinks and your backstreet boys those are bands that are put together by a BTS. record company right <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. They're, they're they're put together by a record label to sell for one purpose to sell records and to get people wild about it um so there and they use the formula and there was those two brothers from was it sweden that wrote the, the hit pop song what does the fox say and they used the formula <laughs> for writing a song and said look i bet we can make this a famous song and well they did it right with what does the fox say it's funny you say all that too because now there's apparently a computer that can write songs they use they use the algorithm yeah. and a computer can generate its own music now yeah. without even human influence so God, judgment day is coming soon oh yeah <laughs> yeah what serious skynet that's right aurora Anybody? what connects with you what music yeah oh my gosh so much uh, <laughs> it's so strange and what you were saying before about how it connects to a particular moment in time that's um in your life i uh, i feel like if if you're listening to something and something emotional was going on in your life or something you're doing something really fun or uh you know something pretty bad happened and you're listening to a song and this the music cheered you up or whatever um i feel like i've had this collection of songs and uh artists and bands that have i i guess i've collected over time due to you know, things that were happening in my life or people who have been in my life, you know, like someone introduced me to them. Um, and then, you know, when I was, you know, asking for um, something to listen to or asking for something, um, you know, or or just, you know, feeling sad and someone's just like, oh, well, listen to this or, oh, watch this or whatever. And uh, even at movies too, like movies and TV shows uh, is a, a big influence as well like there's a song that plays in a movie and, and it's a very you know particularly emotional scene uh, mm -hmm. for people and um i guess a good example of that uh, in recent events of movies is top gun right you're watching top gun maverick the new top gun movie um and you're watching uh maverick watch uh goose's kid what what's his name Rooster? I don't know. Goose's kid playing Great Balls of Fire on the piano. Um, and, uh, you know, that is a, a, an emotional moment, right? Because it's reflecting back to the uh, initial song. It. When Goose played it. 
for his kid. And, uh, you know, movies have the power to do that. Uh, music videos have the power to do that. Um, and I feel like if you're listening to something in life and you, uh, you heard a song on the radio or, or it popped up or one of your friends sent it to you or whatever, and you're going through a particular thing, happy, sad, good, you know, bad, whatever it is, uh, it sticks out in your mind and you, you hold on to that. Um, and it becomes one of your favorites. So a lot of the stuff I've connected to is, has been that. And I mean, I've a quite a range of stuff in my playlist. Like I have, uh, Glenn Miller, like big band jazz music. I've got, um, but my grandfather always used to listen to that. That was his, his go-to music. Right. So there's but a connection Glenn, to that. Glenn Miller is, uh, my dad listened to Glenn Miller. Yeah. And one of one of my favorite Glenn Miller songs is the one that Glenn Miller hated, Little Brown Jug. He hated oh, that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <I love> it. <laughs> Actually, you know which uh which song is is a thing for my family? It's Jukebox Saturday Night. It is such a weird song uh cuz it goes through so many different like kinds of I don't know how to explain it, but one day we were all in the car, we were listening to this song and you know something happened. I can't remember what it was but we forgot that it happened and we're listening to the song and we're kind of like singing along to it and we're laughing at how like different it is and the transitions from one thing to another and now it's become a thing like whenever I'm with my mom my two siblings uh that song goes on in the car and you know we're singing along to it and, and we're just having a good time um it, and it's because of that um so yeah, it's just one of those things. Like you, you, you have these moments, and oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. like there's a as... there's a ton of Glenn Miller songs I love, um, but uh, the, you know that's just one that sticks out in my mind. I do like Little Brown Jug as well. Yeah. <laughs> as you're talking about all these things, my mind is going to certain songs. Like you started off saying how you know a certain mood make you listen to a certain song, and it reminded me of when I first moved to Canada and and Joey was out joey da, da, i forget who sang who sings that uh four non blondes or no um uh, no i think you're right is it um anyway that song came out and it was just so moody and i was living on my own for the first time and i was you know it, it just, that stuck with me and, and probably if i was at any other point in my life i wouldn't have liked the song much at all and then you started talking about how movies and of course my first thought is axel f from the old uh oh. um Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop, Beverly Hills Cop exactly. My mother got me a, the twelve-inch record of Axel F. I love that song so much in the in the theaters. Yeah. And a then, Knight's Tale is sure. the soundtrack oh, for yeah. me, yeah. Um, and it has a lot of like classic rock in it. But yes. you know, I'm on the younger side. I told this to Brian. I can't remember when, but that was my introduction to "Taking Care of Business" by Blackman Turner Overdrive. That movie, yeah. that soundtrack. Um, and, uh, you know, for some people, they, you know, they listened to it when it came out and they were like super in love with the song. For me, it was that movie, <laughs> yeah. uh, that did it for me. So yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing though, how a movie can resurrect uh, a song or, or a band yes. uh, from it. And uh, I remember when Wayne's world came out, Oh yeah, I was working nights and I was giving a, a, call, a co-worker a lift home, and he says, oh, can we pick up my brother and uh, I give him a lift home too? And so him and his, his brother and 
his brother's friend get in the back of my car and we're driving oh, and Bohemian Rhapsody comes on the radio <laughs> and his, his little brother turns to his friend and goes, oh, that's that new song by that new band called Queen. And I go, oh my God. <laughs> like I am just so old at this point. And I was, I don't know, like 24 at the God time. <laughs> so it was about, you know, five years ago. <clears throat> so <laughs> um, you, you were almost right. It was Concrete Blonde that did Joey. Ah, concrete blonde. Thank you. That's right. Um, you, know, you, you make a valid point though, like with the movies. Like <clears throat> for me, it's uh, sometimes like movies turn me on to like newer music, right? So, um, the Daniel Craig James Bond movies, like you know how they have like those elaborate, like long ass, like super well thought out and well edited like intros to the yeah. James yes. Bond movies. So the Daniel Craig ones, my personal favorite. People can hate me for it all they like. I don't care. Yeah. Um. Now, I'm not a big fan of a lot of the people that did uh, the music for them, except Adele. Big, big Adele fan. I look like a guy who listens to a bunch of, you know, grungy crackhead music, but like, I, I enjoy Adele. Okay. Adele is my sad music. It's, it gets me my feels. Don't, don't hate me. <laughs> uh, um, but there's nothing wrong with Adele. I, no, I, she's, oh, I would marry that woman in a heartbeat. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Sing her to sleep every night. I don't care. Oh, gorgeous woman um but yeah no like uh that one song uh from casino royale that chris cornell did um that one to me was like i don't know what the fuck am i listening to like from like it's the weirdest song i wasn't really like a big fan of it and then um i think the next one was uh what's that one guy uh sam hunt or whatever his name is fucking some sam smith that's the one sam smith uh and then it was adele there was one with Alicia Keys, and then uh, Billie Eilish did the the intro song for No Time to Die. So me, not being a big fan of Billie Eilish, I was like, okay, well, I want to watch the movie. I just don't want to have to listen to the song. But the opening credits that to that movie were like, it was the greatest song I've ever listened to in my entire life. Like I had it on repeat for an entire day, just playing it over and over and over again, just the one song. Like It was brilliant. So for me, it's like certain movies will give me like new music taste. Like it's, it's the weirdest thing. Like movies can just, well, I watch a lot of movies too. So it, it, it messes with my brain and my music taste like on a regular. Well, a really good example of um, a show or a movie reinventing a song um, is Stranger Things and yep. uh, yeah. running up that hill, Kate Bush. Yeah. Um, that song is in that, the last season that was just released of Stranger Things so many times. And it was used as, you know, like a trend um, on TikTok, Instagram, yeah. you know, any sort of real video that you see out there. Um, and uh, I had never heard that song before. Me neither. Before uh, that movie and, uh, sorry, that uh, the show, um, the first scene that it was in. And I think it started at the very beginning and, the message behind it too i don't know how many people have watched stranger things and how music can kind of like ground you and i'm not going to spoil anything if you haven't watched it but it, music can kind of ground you and bring you back and and help you through difficult things is is one of the topics that we're actually kind of talking about and in the and the show kind of touches on that with that song and mm. you know the particular person that listens to it and uh i guess a lot of people connected with that um, and also the song too. Yeah. So, just a and, and it's, it's 
interesting how that the Stranger Things did that for two songs because the yes. second one was Master of Puppets from Metallica. Oh, yes. so good! And it suddenly had a whole new demographic of people going, "Wait a minute!" Like in 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 high school, they wouldn't have listened to Metallica. They're like, "Oh, that's that's heavy metal bangers. They're stupid." Blah blah blah. And uh, and now they're like, "Oh, that actually is a pretty decent song" because they heard it on the show. Yeah, um, it's it, it's interesting. Um, that two songs, two two artists had sort of. I mean, not that, not that uh, Metallica had gone away, but for some people, I guess they had with their newer stuff. But uh, it was uh, it was interesting how they they had, they both both uh, artists ended up with a new resurgence of fans. Yeah. Quick question, actually, and this is for all of you guys because Aurora made a a, a good point with the how music can like bring you out of a out of a rock and a hard place there. Now. Me specifically, so my dad was a huge fan of Elvis, like Elvis, huge, had the plates, had the hat, every, like he was big on Elvis. Um, and I remember when I used to go visit him uh, every now and then, he would always uh, put on the Spin Out record. Remember when Elvis did that movie, Spin Out, with like he was racing the cars and whatever? Or am I the only uh, guy who's young no, enough to no, remember No, I know that, that movie. <laughs> okay, so he used to sing me this song. Uh, I believe it was off that album called Stop, Look, and Listen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So brilliant song. He used to, I know the whole thing word for word. And this is just him singing it to me. And like every, uh, and it's about once a year, I will also I'll like, you know, play it in the car. Like I have the, the spin out record. I just, I put it on and I play it and I can sing every word on every track. Like it's, it's weird, right? But, on those specific days of the year when I listen to those those songs and that and you know Elvis in general, that shit like it basically keeps me from from making choices that I shouldn't be making. Bad ones, obviously, but at the end of the day it 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 levels me out mentally where I can just be calm and chill. It like it helps me process certain feelings and certain emotions. But like it's it's brilliant that like music, especially Elvis, like who would have fucking thought, but you know, <laughs> that, yeah. you know, sometimes like that certain song or, you know, album, or whatever can like just flick a switch in your brain and just like, Hey, I feel better now. So yeah. I'm curious, what's that like one song or like one album that like gets you guys out of a fucking mental filth? Oh man. That's a, it's a, a tough question. <laughs> it's, it's a hard uh, question. <laughs> um, and it's funny as it sounds, and I, I'm assuming, I, I think Brian has probably heard of the band. Aurora, Sean, I, I don't I don't know that you would have heard of the band. You might have, but you might not know anything by them. Um, the band is called Cinderella. Oh. And they had an album called Night Songs. It was their first album. Uh, and I can at any point in time put that on and it takes me back to a time like it was released in the 80s I was in high school but it's just it's a solid album it's a real it's a um, Tom Kiefer the guy that formed Cinderella uh, he was uh, a master of sort of like a it was rock and roll but it was heavily heavily blues influenced, like with uh, mm. a lot of slide guitar and whatnot in it and uh, to this day listening to Cinderella what is just one of those it's a grounding um a grounding experience for me that it takes me back to a simpler time and takes me back to a time when you know you thought you had problems but you really didn't but it can really just sort of almost like a reset button and like okay mm -hmm. we're good, and let's go and uh, i probably burned out 
four night songs cassette tapes um i've got it on album i have it on cd you know it's just it's a great great album For start to finish there isn't a bad song on it mm -hmm. you know and uh i i had the actually it was funny they opened for uh and um i don't think my friend watches the show but we went to see cinderella uh, they opened for David Lee Roth after he left Van Halen on the Edom and Smile tour. Uh, so it was like David Lee Roth's band was huge ego on the stage. Like it was uh, Greg Bissett, Billy Sheehan, I, uh, Steve I, Billy Sheen. Like they were uh, David Lee Roth, all yeah. huge, huge egos. And Cinderella was every bit as good and every bit as energetic as David Lee Roth's band was on the stage. And they were, they had like this. Uh, was a big thing in the eighties where you, the, the guitar would be playing or the bass would be playing and they would stop and throw it over their shoulder. And then it would spin back around on the strap and they'd catch it and keep playing. Right. But mm -hmm. Cinderella had this thing where they would even do it backwards. They grab the headstock, flip it backwards and it would come around backwards. They'd catch it, keep playing. And it was just, we were at this, the, and this is where the, the memories come flooding back and I'm got verbal diarrhea now about it, but <laughs> where, where our seats were at, of course, Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto, we were at the side of the stage and we were like about, I don't know, six rows up in the at the side of the stage. So, like, literally where the risers were on the side, we were level with the artists when they were right there. And I, I just remember um, Jeff Labar standing there from Cinderella. He's he's passed away, but he's standing there. And I swear, like, everybody will say the same thing, but I swear to God, he looked right at my friend and I, threw his guitar over his shoulder, caught it, spun it back the other way, caught it, kept playing. And then he, like, <laughs> this big spin down off the riser and off he went. But... For that one second, he was playing for me, yeah. and those are those are the memories. And that's probably one of those. It's a core memory. It's probably why I like the band so much. Like the, the rock and blues helps as well. But I had mm. such a great time at that concert, uh, and it was. And, and again, it, it gets better because it was Halloween night. We saw a guy in a gorilla costume get nice <laughs> like, guards and bleeding out all over the place. My friend and I were like, ah, "Let's get out of here," you know. But, was uh it was just an awesome night except except if you were the guy in the gorilla costume i was gonna say yeah. don't wear a gorilla suit to a, co a concert that's probably <laughs> he was outside afterwards but it was just just an amazing show and that's where those memories come from um but yeah I've, I've got like a list i could i don't know if you could rhyme them off of your top five concerts you've ever been to but some of them you'd, you'd look at me and go really that's one of your top five but yeah that's it wow that's cool that's awesome Aurora? That's that's a thought. Oh man, there's so many different ones. Like you know, concerts do make a difference um, yeah. for sure. Like if you've gone and seen them live, and like you know, a particular thing happens while the song is playing. Like one option, uh, one for me was like I really like the Arkells or Canadian uh, Hamilton. Um, they're from Hamilton band. Um, they have an interesting sound, um, and uh, I've gone to see them three or four times with Andrew, but one time we were, it was like an outdoor concert and it started raining and they decided to switch their set list to one of their songs called A Little Rain. Um, and, uh, you know, basically the thing, the, the song is A Little Rain isn't going to get me down kind of thing. Um, and uh, they started saying that and that's, you know, again, like one of those core memories, you know, they had like a little conversation with the with the crowd and you know said hey you know let's let's sing this this is a you know it's a perfect time to do so and everybody was out there singing along to the song and the rain was coming down and people didn't care um nice. they were just having fun type of thing uh it happened again at another concert uh, when i went to the x i got to go see the 
uh, oh man, uh, Walk Off the Earth. Um, oh. Also another Canadian uh, group. Uh, I love them a lot. Um, and I saw them at the CNE and it started raining and I can't remember exactly what song it was, but like the entire concert was just amazing. And through the entire concert, it was raining and people didn't care because they were just having fun. They were listening to the band and, and, you know, uh, the, the, the whole time it was raining, but no one left, no one stopped listening, no one stopped singing along, no one stopped, you know, swaying to the music. It was just, everybody was there to, to see them. And, uh, that was, that was quite awesome. Um, there is a song you guys won't for sure won't know the band. I don't think, uh, they're called Reliant K. Oh, uh, yeah. not, uh, you know, Reliant K. Sadly, yes. What? <laughs> you know, Reliant K. I, I am what? shocked. What's, what's the song? I am shocked. I'm actually shocked. Um, <laughs> it, the song High of 75. Uh, they're a Christian rock band. Yep, um, that explains it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so my cousin, well, you know, growing up, my mom was like very religious um and that kind of thing and uh my cousins and my aunt and uncle were also and still are also extremely religious uh so my cousins had like this like huge range of country uh sorry uh christian rock bands and and stuff like that that uh they introduced us to and got us listening to and realistically they don't really sing a whole lot about god or religion or anything like that it's just clean music like it's not talking about sex it's not talking about drugs it's not talking about that kind of thing um but it's you know just like clean rock music um kind of thing and this band reliant k was one of those bands that i was allowed to listen to over things like the spice girls and uh, britney spears and stuff like that because my mom didn't want me to be a uh you know 10 year old girl listening to Britney Spears talking about, you know, she didn't want you to be a DJ. Yeah. So, (laughs) uh, yeah. So Reliant K was one of those, one of those bands and the song high of 75 is, uh, one of those songs that I'll still listen to. Um, and it's very much about emotions. It's about kind of like mental health and, um, eh, a little bit about that kind of thing i i don't know read the lyrics listen to the song it's it's about emotions going up and down and and feeling some certain kind of way uh throughout the day but if you like make the decision to in some cases if you make the decision to like enjoy your life and and be happy um and uh you have the right kind of people around you you can feel like you're sunny and high with the 70 with the high of 75 kind of thing so it's relating that to weather and 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 feeling nice so yeah it's a an up kind of song and i'll still listen to it today because it cheers me up sometimes (laughs) me and you are in the same boat dude fucking my mom's a my mom's a huge bible thumper so like not being able to listen to a lot of music kind of sucked but now that i'm older and i listen to like slayer and you know pantera and megadeth and all that other shit my mom hates it yeah, my yeah. mom. My mom absolutely hates that. Like, right. I wore a Slayer T-shirt to Christmas one year, and she like yelled at me, Oof. like in yeah. front of my face. <laughs> it was bad. So, <laughs> so with me, my mom wasn't like super like that, but um, 
I don't want to go into to it too much, but I did have people in my family who were like that a lot um, and were very, you know, like super religious and stuff like that. And my mom, yes, she was religious um, and she didn't want me to listen or watch certain things. But, uh, you know, now like she's not like that at all. And uh, I guess as you get older and things change, like she doesn't matter as much. But uh, yeah, sorry to hear about that. <laughs> no, it's it's part of life man Fuck yeah. It. <laughs> yeah it's, yeah. it's funny because my my parents didn't have a lot to say about what i listened to as a child they didn't really care um yeah. as long as we didn't play too loud when they were home um you know i had the i had the big stereo in my bedroom that just kept expanding and expanding you know with the, the i had the full equalizer speakers everywhere the whole bit cd players record players tape decks i had it all um but it was funny my dad had the good record player um and what i used to do is i'd buy something on vinyl and then i would rip it to cd off the vinyl um and I, and a lot of my a lot of my albums that i have i still have them have only been played once because i or, or twice so i'd like i'd wear out the tape and then record it to another tape so that i could take it in a car or whatever but i bought um the 12 inch single from a band called wasp and uh the song was anglo-saxon protestant protestant yeah, isn't that what they're, they're named after uh no i think it was we are sexual perverts i think oh. <laughs> it was the song animal or the chorus was i fuck like a beast and so i'm in the living room with my, my mom is there on the couch and i'm recording it to a tape and my mom's sitting there and she's just doing what mom did sitting there smoking or whatever and and all of a sudden she just stops and she goes did he just say fuck <laughs> yeah mommy did that was that was the extent of it. Like she just they didn't care. But um, I think we talked. I'm not even sure. I, I'm, I'm sure I've, I've had this conversation a couple of times lately, especially with with cancel culture being a big thing. Everybody's offended and we're going to get this canceled and whatnot. Um, where in the 80s, there was Tipper Gore and the PMRC that tried to shut down all the music. And mm -hmm. the more they tried to shut it down, the more the kids wanted to listen to it. So it was it was a very epitome of the plot of the movie Footloose, right? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. can't dance, so the kids are going to go find somewhere to dance. And it was the same way with the music in the 80s when they were trying to shut it down and parental warning with explicit lyrics on an album cover. And it, it just made us want well, to... Right? I mean, the same thing with, with Elvis. Like, if you've yeah. seen the new Elvis movie or you know anything about Elvis's backstory, lots of people thought he was, yep. like, satanic and, and stuff was, with his dance moves and... Absolutely yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They only filmed him from the waist up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't film his hips moving. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 You know, and then um, what was the um, – they had Rage Against the Machine on a, on a talk show. Yep. And um, when they – and they played Killing in the Name of, and they weren't allowed to have the swearing part. Oh, that was on uh, that was on BBC. Yeah, I saw BBC, that. Yeah. Clip. So like so they sang it, that one part and then he just he let it go and they actually had yeah. to cut the whole broadcast yeah. off. Yeah, like he's they're literally in the middle of it and where he was supposed to change the lyrics, he looked dead in the camera and went, Fuck you, I won't do it. <laughs> and oh my it. god. So yeah. cut it right, right away because he's like, You're not gonna, you know, but I, I think even the Rolling Stones, it was um the song Let's Spend the Night Together. They made Mick Jagger change the lyrics to "Let's spend some time together" so they could air it on TV oh because it was just so scandalous to sing that. But it was coming through the airwaves on radios anyway. Who cares, right? 
But yeah. uh, that's what I like. I listen to satellite radio in the car, and they play the unedited versions, and the DJs are swearing. And I mean, it's not a swear fest. It's it's like this conversation. There's the odd f bomb and the odd, odd you know shit comes out and whatnot. But it's, unless it's, I'm like talking too too much, because <laughs> usually comes out quite a bit. <laughs> Well, my camera kind of died there. My actually, my internet shut off, so I had to. I'm mm-hmm. streaming from my phone now, just so I can. Oh, no. All right. But, well, uh, good. Um, it's interesting. There's so many. I mean, you guys are talking and answering Sean's question, and I'm making notes about all the different things that I could possibly say. And core yeah. memory, very important. Certain music is going to, you know, stick with you based on certain things. Um, but I, it's really the moments around the songs that are influencing us, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The song is secondary in a lot of cases. Yeah. It's the yeah. moment that's happening around that song. The event. I remember yeah. when I first moved back to Canada, um, way back, I think I was 12 at that point. Um, my aunt sent me an album. She lived in Israel. Uh, it was a Hebrew album. And it was clear. It was a clear album. Uh, you guys know what I'm talking about. I thought it was the coolest thing. I'd never seen a clear album before. So I'm listening to this. And I listened to that album all the time, all the time. And I've memorized, memorized it. I have no idea what they were saying. It was all Hebrew. But I guarantee you I could probably sing it right now if I wanted to crack everybody's ears, but I'm not going to. <laughs> but it's one of those fallback things that you remember, right? Like uh, something that was really important to you. I would never listen to Hebrew music, and yet this song or this album was really cool. Um, when you said what songs do you listen to to get rid of your mental filth, my first thought is Enigma. I listen to that Enigma um, Sadness album pretty much every night before I go to sleep. Just kind of chills me down. Mm-hmm. Just something I can listen to when I wake up in the middle of the night. It's still playing, and I know that there's just some sound going. It's really nice. Um, when I'm mowing the lawn, Lincoln Park, Numb, great album, great or great song. Um, the album Enema from Tool. My favorite album, by the way, from Tool is their newest one, Numa uh, or uh, Fear Inoculum. Yeah, Fear Inoculum. Yeah. What it what they're saying is just ridiculous. But Enema, <laughs> in the song Enema, if you listen to the words, he's basically spelling out. And this is what I don't even know how old that album is now. Twenty years old or something? Maybe it's old. It's been around a minute. Um, he's basically spelling out all the things that are happening in our world as we speak today, like um, the storms coming back, Mother Nature uh, coming to reclaim, uh, learn <clears throat> to swim. You know, like all of these things. <clears throat> and I listen to that, and it just it gets me every single time I was listening to it in the car today and it reminded me of it. And I was like, Holy shit, this is, (coughs) these guys were writing some stuff then that people should have been listening to. And there's a lot of that. Like I used to listen to a lot of sting and he's the lyrics, uh, work the black seam. Um, some of the songs that he's written are very poignant to other things that are going on in the world that nobody listens to and doesn't change anything. And it's frustrating for me because you'd think that with music, it would change things more, right? Like even Michael Jackson with uh, We Are the World. I mean, that that did a lot of stuff for the world. They raised a lot of money. But yeah. if you look at Ethiopia and you look at all the places that they were trying to help and all the things that they were trying to do back then, they're just as bad today. Yeah. So it's frustrating. A music should do a lot more than it does with how important it is. But I think really when it comes down to it, music is just that thing for us individually to – like Sean says, clear out the mental filth, you know, give us a little bit of uh, enjoyment in this crazy ass world that we're living in these days. And all these moments that we've talked about on the show tonight, 
really prove how important it is for us to listen to music. Doesn't matter what the music is. Yeah. Uh, just find new songs, find new things that keep get you interested and, and motivate you and inspire you. Uh, as a drummer, I do that in air quotes that you can't see because my camera's on the <laughs> There we go. <laughs> Thank you. Um, as a drummer, uh, there's certain music I'll listen to over any other kind of music just because there's a good beat. Tool, yeah. Danny Carey, one of the best drummers of all time. Rush, Neil Peart, Pierre, one of the best drummers of all time. Police, yeah. Stuart Copeland, you know, pretty much any uh, yes. All these guys, the music that I listen to, if you if you look at their music, they're pretty much just drummer music, you know? Yeah. Um, so that actually brings up a really interesting point because I was just thinking as you're talking – what what is it about the music that we listen to that drives us to it? Like right. when you hear a new song, when when you go, oh, love that tune. What is it about the tune? And for you, it's it, it probably starts with a drum beat. Beats, for me, for me, it's got to have a good riff, a good guitar riff. So because I'm a guitar player, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I'm not a musician, not a musician by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just a guy that owns one too many guitars, um, and uh, it's uh, it, it's got to be a good riff. Like there are so many great guitar players, guitar artists out there that come up with these sick riffs that mm -hmm. just, it, it, I hear it and I'm like, love it. Love that riff. I mean, there's, there's a long line of, uh, of amazing guitarists that, that come up with these riffs. And um, one of them that comes to mind, George Lynch from the, the band Dawkin and Lynch Mob back in the eighties and the nineties, amazing, amazing guitar player. I just heard he's actually doing, um, through his Patreon for $10 a month, you can take guitar lessons with George Lynch. So yeah. am I, am I going to sign up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Like, like George Lynch is going to teach me how to play guitar. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, sign me up. Yeah. 10 bucks for, a month. Come on. So Sean, Sean Aurora, what is it that, for you to first be interested in a song to go, I like this tune. What is it? What is it about the song? Aurora first. Oh my goodness. There has to be a country twang to it. Oh. <laughs> my dog left me with my beer. No. And my truck is on empty again. <laughs> You're too good at that, Mark. God I know. Damn. <laughs> oh, Wait, Sean, are your ears bleeding? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. There you go. For I like to listen to country backwards. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's kind of hard <laughs> oh, to no. say. Get your truck and your dog back that way. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's just getting that now. <laughs> I'm slow, <laughs> but satisfied. There you go. <laughs> there, see, now it's all circling back. Yeah. Full circle. Have a good night, everyone. Oh, no, no, we got to wait for Aurora and Sean to answer the question still. Oh, man. Um, so for me, it's, it's kind of hard to pinpoint it. I would say like the emotion. Yeah. behind uh whatever it is like if it if it is if the music is passionate enough about it i guess or whatever topic it is i i'm into it more yeah. i like it more um if i'm feeling a particular emotion i want to listen to a song that makes me feel that particular emotion even more you know if i'm going through something yeah. sad i want to listen to something more sad so i feel like it's the emotion yeah. um and also i guess uh, I do have an appreciation for lyrics because, you know, I did like 
sing for a good chunk of my life. <laughs> um, just more for like a fun type of thing for me. So I guess lyrics is a big one for me as well. Um, and guitar a bit too. Like I, I did learn how to play guitar and I still do have a guitar. I don't really play it that much anymore, but that's also a big one. But I would say emotion is the first and like, I guess lyrics would be the second for me. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> oh, that's a good call. Uh, well, uh, I agree with the emotion thing. That's, that's a solid point. Um, certain certain songs like i know like certain certain music for me i have a different playlist for like any mood that i'm in which is really weird so and john knows this about me too like whenever i go and pick him up from somewhere he can judge and kind of gauge what kind of mood i'm in by what is playing by the time he gets in the car so like he can kind of like understand he's like okay like sean's listening to slayer today he's pissed off like what's like what happened right or I, I always, I've said this on, on the podcast on Planet Pointless a bunch of times too. I was like, when I start sharing Adele music to like my social media, someone check on me. Like, this is when I'm like sad. <laughs> I'm sad, sad. <laughs> um, but th- her last album was good. I had to share that shit. It was fantastic. Anyways, it's besides the fact. I never would have um, thanked you for Adele. That, that, oh, man. No. I, I, Adele is really good. I it's don't fantastic. Like I just, I yeah. don't. Oh. I don't I don't I think she sounds so bland. It's okay. Music is subjective. We're fine. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. We're still friends. <laughs> <laughs> Music is subjective. Everybody has their own taste. But what? <laughs> it's funny. My mother. Uh, my mother. Well, it's the same thing, course. I guess, with Tool, because I haven't really listened to Tool except for the stuff oh. that you played. Like, it's very subjective. Very. Yeah. My mother is a yeah. barbershop chorus a singer. She was a, a vocal coach. She. Uh, my whole life has been surrounded by um, barbershop chorus, four-part harmony, that kind of stuff. And uh, I remember when she told me she thinks Whitney Houston was a shitty singer because she screams. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And I started listening to Whitney Houston, and I'm like, yeah, okay, she she kind of does. You know, and sometimes you have to kind of open your eyes to something a little different. But, yeah, yeah. no, Adele, she's a very good singer. And there's a couple songs oh, yeah. that I like. But in general, I think she's kind of I, I just I just posted to our chat there um, an Adele song. that's a, It's a cover of an Adele song by one of my favorite artists. So give, oh, it, a yeah. listen, give it a listen. I'm going to have to check that out. Oh, is it the, the – oh, I think I know who it is. Yeah, it's a little heavier than Adele does it. But, uh, <laughs> What's the name it, of yeah. the artist? Leo Morcioli yeah, from yeah. Uh, from, from has like a bunch of his songs. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I like I, I, I agree with the with Robin on the or Robin. Robin. <laughs> Robin. 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 That's the black hair. hair. She's not even sitting on the stairs. She's, she's a whole different person now, man. With the hair. God. I know. God damn it. Aurora. <laughs> I agree with Aurora. God damn. I'm sorry, Aurora. It's okay. <laughs> I, we know you I'm, know her name, and it says I'm it right there. It. It's, it's, I'm out of it. Um, no, the emotion thing makes sense, but um, me, I, you guys know I got that big subwoofer in the back, the trunk of my car, right? So anything that, that vibrates the chest jungle is pretty pretty good. Yeah. Love car audio. Miss right. car audio. So much. <laughs> That's it. I, actually, one, one of my favorite songs to play loud in my Trans Am because I've got the big subwoofer in that as well is One by Metallica. Oh, yeah. Or, or Hot for Teacher by Van Halen. Oh. It's got that that Harley intro, like the drum oh. sound like a Harley. Yeah. I that's, just listened that's to that before we were... the show today. 
Yeah. yeah, that's why when we were on the first time, when John and I were on the for the first episode there, and you asked us what the what our jam was, yeah, um, I told Brian immediately I was like hot for teacher, and that's the main reason why because like I can I blast that shit and it just it it yeah. makes me want to just mat my my ga- like my gas pedal like I just want to yeah. put it through the floor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, music does makes you do crazy things. Music oh, yeah. inspires you in so many different ways. Yeah. It influences you in so many different ways. Yeah. Um, I, you know, you mentioned that Christian rock band. I, I was kind of thinking hindsight is twenty twenty. I mean, earlier today, the Christian people came to my door and I just ignored them. I probably should have answered the door and asked them for some music tips because <laughs> <laughs> I need some good tunes. Anyway, um, there's just so many different cool songs out there. And, and you, I don't know about you guys, but I, I have a really bad habit of, of having songs loop in my head. When Shelly and I were off the past week, we're driving up north, and all of a sudden, just random songs pop into my head, and I'd tell her, and she'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Where are these songs coming from? I hadn't even heard a song for 30 years, and it just pops into my head. And so whenever this happens to me, and I can't get a song out of my head, I always go back to Rock Around the Clock, you know, um, from like Happy Days, I think it was on Happy Days. So when I was a kid, Happy Days was on all the time, and the Rock Around the Clock it came into my memory and it's just one of those songs that no matter what song is stuck in my head, if I start singing rock around the clock, yeah, I can't even remember what the okay, other song sure. was. So, yeah. It clears the earworm. Yeah. Totally clears yeah. the earworm. Yeah. Um, I music love is happy awesome. days. Sean, I have a question for you and this is actually more of a question for, for John. I want to know what song does John like as much as I like, or what band does he like as much as I like Tool? So Ooh. I can hear what is so. I, I think I can answer that. I can answer that. I think okay. John likes the Wiggles. He's not here to defend himself, so he's like in his he's in his bathroom right now, like just taking a dump and he's just saying fruit salad, yummy, yummy every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, god damn. I just figured that that's that's Baby the prime time to sing that. Oh, awesome. Baby shark. <laughs> oh my god. Um man, to answer that on John, you know, why I'm asking geez. the question, right? Like, if I could like something so much that he hates so much. What does no, he like you, so much, and would I hate it that much? You know, I, damn, it's um, it's a tough, it's a tough call because like, he, him, him as a as as a as a musician and and one of my best friends, my my best friend, um, it's he's really like shaped my music taste the last few years, um, and it's it's tough to say because I know that like whenever he calls me up and says, hey, I'm going to the show, do you want to come with me? He'll list off the bands and one or two of them I'll know. And I'll be like, uh, fuck yeah, let's go. Um, so we recently, I think I mentioned this, the last episode we recorded, we went to dinosaur junior. So yeah. me and him were, we were hyped because we have, neither of us have ever seen Jay Maskus in the flesh. Like to see him was like watching God do miracles on the fucking on the hills of Jerusalem, like straight up. <laughs> um, he is he's a wizard. That guy. He's he's brilliant. Dinosaur Junior and Jay Mascus just on his own are brilliant. Um, but to answer on his behalf, and he's probably gonna listen back to this, and like he's gonna tear me a new one, guaranteed. But 
I know that he. Betty cares me one first. Oh no! (laughs) Come on, that fruit salad thing was funny, man. Come on, (laughs) that was good. It got it got Aurora really good. That's 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 a laugh I haven't heard from Aurora ever. That's a good. There you go. My Um, job here is done. Good night. Exactly. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna have to say. Um, I can't remember the specific album title. Oh no, I know the album. Okay, so we listen to it all the time. So whenever I pick up John, uh, if he's like just piss loaded, I'm picking him up from from a work party or somewhere in the city, or like just a regular house party or whatever. If I pick him up, immediately we go to um, it's an album called Fury and the Fallen Ones by The Ghost Inside. It's like it's screamo. It's like hardcore. But we the the amount of, of of shake that I have in the car when we're like physically moshing to this music, like we oh, I have a headache by the time I drop them off at home. <clears throat> um, that album start to finish is if you if and if, if you're like me, you love music that you know you just want to beat the shit out of you know brick walls to want to break stuff, yeah, exactly. You want to, as Henry Rollins would say, fuck on the floor and break shit. Um, so, um, that, that album for him and me, uh, mainly for him is like, we, we just get so into it. It's like, it's like, it attacks you in a mental way in like in a good mental way, obviously, but like it gets you in a, in a physical kind of like state where you just want to like throw your arms as wild and as fast as you can, as hard as possible without caring what you hit. Um, it just it it just gives you that moment where you could just be free for like that three or four minutes of of just you know screaming and and drumming and guitar riffs and solos and whatever. Um, the breakdowns we just we get right into it. So it's the whole album we just we shred it the entire the band time. Is the ghost inside. What's the album? Uh, Fury and the Fallen Ones. It's gonna be one of those one of those like types of music where you're gonna listen to it and be like, "What the fuck am I listening to?" <laughs> um, but then again, again, we can circle back to this as many times as possible. But it, again, music is subjective, yeah. and it's you know, it's just whatever whatever floats the boat, right? Like whatever gets your your blood flowing and whatever gets you you know awake enough to get up and like want to move around, like anything that that you know forces you to dance and or freak the fuck out or mosh or whatever is good music no matter who says it's shitty music or whatever which right even Um, country no no they're still wrong well (laughs) no no, but but john makes a point right when i've i've talked to him about this so many times or i'm just like i hate country i won't do it again i will die on that hill no problem um but he says you know what like it's it, it all depends on on it depends on on the person, right? Yeah. And we all listen to different music. I mean, I love a lot of the shit that Brian listens to. Love Rush. Um, a lot of love the shit that Mark listens to. Um, Aurora, I'm starting to understand that me and her have uh, the same kind of music taste, right? But everybody has that same kind of music where they can just kind of go back on and be like, oh, you like this too? This is good. I like yeah. this. And then well, there's other music where you just be like, I want to hit you for playing this in my car. <laughs> off so 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to burn my car right now. Just <laughs> blow it up. That they say in Supernatural, um, driver picks the music, passenger shuts his, shuts his pie hole. <laughs> yep. The amount of times I've said that to somebody and I've nearly yeah. caught a right hook from the hand of God, that was... Oh, was <laughs> even in but my no, own car, I can't play my own fucking music anymore. Right. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's amazing though, right? It's mu music. and I mean, we've been going here for an hour and a half. And we could probably go easy for another hour and a half, except I, I, I need to use a little boys' room. So, uh, okay, so it's, it's one of those topics that you could just talk forever in a day. And okay. we've had a lot of great musicians on the show. We've had uh, we've had uh, uh, cast members, like we've had uh, um, the All the Days uh, mm -hmm. uh, producer. They, they do the musicals. We had Dan Preston on. Um, I I'm trying to think now. Oh, I think he's out with Finger Eleven now. He was out with JJ Wild and and uh, all, all these like Three Days Grace. He did all those bands. Um, we had um, the Scatterbrains on. Wow. We had um, Aurora, your cousins, John and John. Um, James and John. James and John. <laughs> well, that would be very confusing if they're yeah. twins. And they're yeah, we had James and John, right? <laughs> Same thing. Right? <laughs> well, I don't know. I was, I was just going about the whole Sean and John thing. <laughs> <laughs> Episode two. We had Mike. We've had a lot of a lot of talent with Mike. We had uh, so it's been it's been the great. Lizard we've Gizzard had... song. I, I actually yeah. listened to that song. King yeah. Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Yes, yeah. yes. But, that was uh, his uh, his uh, jam. Yeah. I'd never heard it before, and uh, I, I listened to that now a lot. Yeah, I haven't listened to it since, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I did listen to it the once. But uh, no, it's okay. it's music is great. It's just it's it's a it's a common language around the world. It right? is. It really is. Now, on that point, and the fact that we have gone on for almost an hour and a half, I'm going to close this off. Usually, we have our three questions. I'm going to have one question for you guys. I'm going to start with the answer, um, my own answer. What will you not listen to? Like, we kind of joked about country. But give me a specific. Is there something that you cannot listen to? For me, that's Bollywood. I mean, country is, there's some good and some bad. I've gone on some road trips before. We've listened to some country. Got friends in low places is always a good tune. Stuff is okay sometimes, but I cannot handle Bollywood because there's uh, fluctuations in the tone of the voices that hit a nerve in my head. I I'm trying to, my head is about to explode just thinking about <laughs> it. The, 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 ah! You know the, the stuff that goes on, and and I'll be honest with some indigenous singing as well is the same kind of <clears throat> fluctuations of tones, and I just I can't handle that high pitch singing with the tones yeah. and the the this yeah. and the that. So for me, that would be my absolute big no. Mark, yeah. what about you? Tragically, hip can't do it. Can't <laughs> oh, do it. A lot of people feel that worst, worst band on the planet, and I don't want to speak what? ill of the dead, but Gord Dowdy, dude, dude, take a singing lesson. Like, okay, so he couldn't voice. sing, but it was Awful. the experience of his concerts that people Awful. fell in love with, right? The live Awful. experience of, of the hip playing Awful. is what people fell in love with. I did, yeah. I did, I did, I was in security. I had to endure, yes, endure two nights of the Phantom Powers tour at Maple Leaf Gardens. Worst. I did two nights of NSYNC. It was better than the Tragically Hip. Do not like let Sean Gibson use no, this episode. Nothing. Of the show. Not one band worse than the Tragically Hip. And yes, I will die on that hill. 
Oh my goodness. Okay. I did not should, know you had such strong feelings about the we, tragically we should, hip. We should call this the die on that hill episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hill episode. <laughs> off air, I will tell you the stories of what I met Gord Downey. So we'll go for oh. oh, oh God. Interesting. Yeah, off air. <laughs> Sean, how about you? Um, actually, quick question. Do you mind if I issue a challenge? Because I know we do the challenges too, and I kind of want to issue one at the yeah. end of the episode if you don't mind. Sure. Cool. I'll do that later. But uh, okay. the one, the one thing I won't listen to. Fuck. Ah, damn. That's a good. That's a good question. What would I not listen to? Um, it can't be Baby Beluga. I mean, I'm sure you listened to it when you were kids. <laughs> baby <but> Shark. <laughs> yeah. Just, like leave the kid music alone. Um. Damn, what won't I touch? Um, oh, um, I, I gonna. This is gonna be a, a, a half here, but I will never. If anybody even so much as even mentions, hey, I'm gonna play Lincoln Park in your car, or I'm gonna play the Beatles in your car. I'm gonna leave them wherever the fuck they, wherever the fuck my car's parked. I don't care. Good to know. I'm gonna leave you stranded in the desert. You you die and die here. <laughs> I'm gonna stay in my AC car. I don't care. Just bye. Get the fuck away from me. That's awesome. Interesting. Driver picks the tunes, passenger shuts his pile. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is a fucking this is a, a solid rule. I'm sticking to it. It sucks. The only person who's ever allowed the auxiliary cord in my car is John, and that is it. That's where I draw the line. High honors for him. High honors. <laughs> All right. Aurora, how about you? It is country music. There's a song. I don't know what the name of the country music song is, but it's talking about a, a, a woman who's dressed in camo and she looks like a sexy tree. <laughs> I don't. I don't what? even. Never. What never. the what I, the banana nut fuck <laughs> is that? The only reason why I was introduced uh, to this is because uh, many people in my uh, in my family also don't like country music, and uh, there's this YouTuber. I think his name is Curtis Connor or something like that. Something like that. Curtis, Curtis Connors, whatever. Um, he did this like country music reaction videos, and one of the songs in the video that he was making fun of was this song. So if anybody ever plays that in my car, I'm just like, I'm gonna keep them out. That's that's not okay. Uh, I also really don't like the uh the buy me a boat country music song, which is so clangy, just so buy me a and boat. The, buy me a boat and a truck to pull it are the lyrics but i just I that's can't. physically taxing to listen to yes <laughs> so it is country oh, music for me yeah. um oh. yeah i agree with I that can't. Yeah, I, I can't. as a genre the country music i mean there's yeah. when chris and i got married the uh the dj we had that meeting and he said okay is there anything we can't play and Chris and I looked at him. I said, "I said, I look him right in the face. I said, if you play country music, you do not get paid." And he literally high fived me. Like, yes. <laughs> oh boy, it was awesome! It was awesome. Yeah. And he says, "Now, what if somebody requests it?" I said, "If somebody requests it, you vet it through the best man." And the best man said, "No, to every country song." <laughs> wow, I, smart man. I don't have a problem with some country songs like i like some of the ones that lean more towards pop or lean more towards rock than country like i'm okay with those ones but the ones that are super twangy and they're stupid topics about boats and trucks and 
I'm fishing with my best bud and my dog. Yeah. Yeah. So bush light. I, can't. I feel yeah. like with, with the hatred that I have for country music, at this rate, I'm going to die alone. That's just how that's going to work. <laughs> it's, it's, it's karma. Sorry, four of us on that hill, John. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this is where we're gonna be. You know, it's yeah. funny. For my wedding, we said no Celine Dion and no Macarena, and they both played. So, <laughs> oh no! Actually, Celine Dion ended up being our wedding song. Oh, there you go. Really? You said no Celine Dion. I know, and I, I think everybody's wedding song in that year was a Celine Dion song. Anyway, <laughs> no. okay, Sean, wouldn't have been mine. <laughs> give us your challenge, and then we yes. will say good night. Challenge. Uh, my challenge. So to end off this super long episode that I'm going to enjoy re-listening to uh, later on in the month, <laughs> um, I want to challenge everybody listening to test yourself. You know, like try try listening to the shit that you don't like. I know I've been recently trying to listen to country music. It's it's again physically taxing. Uh, <laughs> it hurts hurts my heart a little bit, but at the end of the day. Um, you know, it's it's essentially like just trying new things, right? You know, like try like eat Brussels sprouts, try new things. You know, um, <laughs> for me, country music is like fucking eating mushrooms. I I can't do it. I hate mushrooms. I hate pickles. I cannot do it. But if I have to try it, just the one split second, I don't care. You know, it's just the 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 fact that you got to try it, right? If you don't like it, you don't like it. That's just where it's gonna sit, right? But you know. Test yourself. Test your your musical limits in, in terms of what you can listen to and what you can stand before you can, you know, want to pull out your ears and, you know, fillet your skin off. So That's um, dramatic. It's, trust me, I, I, have, <laughs> dramatic. I have strong feelings, man. Strong feelings. Well, but, I'm going to um, listen to The Ghost Inside. Oh, yeah. that you got to let me know how you feel about that. I Actually, will. message me and John specifically because we will tell you exactly why you were wrong when you say you hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know that though. Again, this is what I <clears throat> know. This is why I'm so happy we did this episode, and I think we really accomplished what I was looking for. Yeah, um, yeah. I had it's a, all a about, lot of fun with this. Yeah, it's, it's all about time. the attachment that it has to you. You know, like where did you hear it? How did you hear it? Who brought it to you? Um, yeah. And then, of course, the meaning of the song has a lot to do with everything for us uh i love it i absolutely mm -hmm. love this This is a lot of fun um and it's also interesting that you were talking about you know food different kinds of food because <laughs> your dorito taco pie is something that i definitely want to hey, I, okay, hold on i don't I think gotta, we're, I don't I think we're for the dorito taco pie we are going to do an, another episode on food because we did one before <laughs> on fast there food. it is look at that yumminess look how gorgeous that is eh that looks like something I want to try. Oh, uh, it gives you diabetes just looking at it. <laughs> More so. We're going to be a skinny man anyway. So. There you go. All right. Um, I'm going to see if my camera will work for us to say goodbye here. See if that turns. Yeah, it does. All right, cool. So thank you, everybody, for watching this week. We had so much fun doing this. Um, when we come back and we do another episode on just food expressions, that'll be another fun one that we should try. Um, coming up, we have some amazing guests. We have weather uh, forecasters who do deep space photography. We have uh, amazing women who play oh, a woman in a band called Night Chill who plays the theremin. We have some amazing, amazing guests coming. So stay tuned. Thank you to everybody who has been on our show in the past. Aurora, Sean, Mark, love you guys. Uh, John, as soon as we find out how he's doing, I know he's not feeling mm -hmm. well tonight. Uh, love him too. Really, he has nothing to worry about me. And tool <laughs> and the whole situation. I love it. I love differing opinions. As long as you know people aren't camped out in Ottawa, 
blocking the world from doing stuff. You know, there's, there's, anyway, that's a whole different conversation for another day. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. Take care. I'm curious, and I, I mean this in the nicest of ways. <laughs> How does your boyfriend feel about the new do? I'm just curious. Uh, I think he likes it. He he says he likes it. He thought I was going to go like a lighter color, but um, it's really hard to dye hair. I don't know if you guys have ever done it, but when you no. dye your hair a lighter color and your color's already two different shades, like knowing the science and the timing and like how much you're supposed to put in, like you can't get the level of color right. I've done it before. I've done it with blonde hair before and it yeah. just was like impossible to match the two shades and it just looked weird. Um, so I'm like the only way to do it easily when you have two different shades of colors of hair is to make it darker. Um, other than that, like it's better to go to a professional. But that's already uh, a mouthful. I just, I just, but I shave my head so I look like a testicle <laughs> with teeth. Like I just, I forget the whole Perfect. thing.